Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Where will each chapter take you? June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. After a stressful take on the valley, there's nothing more relaxing than playing a round of June's Journey. I take in all the glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. So can you crack the case? June needs your help, detective. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. What's up, babes? Luke and I are coming to you live from the island of Kauai in Hawaii, and we're still doing the damn podcast. It all happened. It did all happen. It did all happen. So it's It All Happened, Vanderpump Rules, Recap, Season 11, Episode 3. You're not the queen of the group. Yes, I am. Okay, you are. <laughs> but the title of this episode is You're Not the Queen of the Group, I believe referring to Ariana. Possibly. You're probably right. I was thinking someone else. But this is a first for me that I actually am reading the like synopsis that is on, well, it's on my Hulu, so from Bravo. And it says, Schwartz hatches a scheme to bring the gang back together. Ariana sets firm boundaries with everyone regarding her ex-boyfriend. Katie and Sheena make a promise to prioritize their friendship. And a shocking admission shakes Lisa Vanderpump to the core. I feel sick reading some of that because it enrages me a bit. And we'll get into why. Yeah, we'll try to keep it cool best we can. I'll and try. we're going to smash this recap for all y'all. Because we're in Hawaii. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this. But Luke and I love you guys so much. And we have vowed to keep these podcasts going even when we're on fucking vacay for my B-Day. Right, babe? Vacay for B-Day and V-Day. Yeah, it's Valentine's Day. What do we call that, babe? Uh, Christmas. Lover's Christmas. Lover's Christmas. That's right. We're not fans. Because you know what? Happy Valentine's Day, but every day should be celebrating life and love every single day. Sex, love, and what else matters. Exactly. Okay, so let's get into the Vanderpump of it all. We start right back in from the last episode. We're at Tom Sandoval's birthday party at he and Ariana's home that they share, and James is now left. Schwartz is there, and Tom Sandoval takes Schwartz aside, and he wants to tell him about this conversation he had with DJ Douchebag. Right, right? This, this whole exchange with, with James. And ultimately, Tom is hurt. And oddly enough, I mean, it's not that odd, but I definitely feel for Sandoval in this moment exactly as far as James being like, this is the ultimate betrayal. Like, you got to be fucking kidding me. James is the one that was ultimately betrayed by Sandoval. I'm sorry. I don't yeah, know. he said he says, yeah, Tom pulls Schwartz aside. Sandoval pulls Schwartz aside and he goes, James said to me, like, are you sorry for the ultimate betrayal? And then they bring me into it. Well, Sandoval ropes me into it. And that's what irritated me. Because I'm I agree with you, Luke, to to an, an extent. extent right. I do. Because I'm looking at both of them going, You guys are both fuck sticks. 
Like you're, you're a fistful of assholes. You're a bag of dicks. Neither of you have a leg to stand on within this particular conversation. And don't bring me into it. I'm not there to defend myself. Like suck it. I don't want to remember I had sex with either of you, to be honest. It's kind of embarrassing for me. So just, it's certainly not something I want to think about either. It's but also hey, just embarrassing for me. And it like, yeah. Hey, we're here. And the, the whole, you know, <laughs> know, feel for me for this group is just who can be more petty at the end of the day. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. And Schwartz, it, here's the thing. When Sandoval says to Schwartz, you know, James said, oh, are you sorry for the ultimate betrayal? And Schwartz goes, dude, you should have just said yes. I was like kind of on the fence. In a way, I'm like, Tom, you invited James to your party. So if you want James there and you're not sorry for fucking his ex-fiance, then why are you trying to reach out to him? Which is kind of what Sheena says in like a later scene not too long after this, right? right? Like, why is he reaching out to James anyway? Does he think James is a yes person? Like, I don't fucking know. To be honest, I think if James were in hot water, James would be a yes person. I think James thinks he's the number one guy in the group. James thinks he's hot shit. James thinks he's like the jacks of it all, which he'll never be. And therefore, James is like, oh, I would never be friends with him. Ra ra ra. I think they're both just fucking douchebags. That's fair. I, I mean, yeah. I, I, I just, just, I see Schwartz's point of view is all I'm saying. And this is not because I think James is a good person because I think he's the worst. But I do see Schwartz's point of view in the moment of being like, Tom, just say, yeah, dude. Like, you can't keep ruffling feathers if you quote unquote want to be back in the crew. Sure, and obviously... That's the whole thing. Yeah, if you sure. don't want to be back in the group, who fucking cares? Right. But at the same time, I think you can identify with... You're going to hate this, but identify with mm-hmm. Sandoval and the perpetual, like... They Mob will, mentality. Well, they'll show later, like, Sheena coming at him saying, why didn't you just apologize? And yeah. he... Like, they flash back, and he did very wholesomely to Sheena. And, like, I, I don't know. When you apologize and people don't accept your apology as enough to them and then they just demand more and more apology apologies even though you already put everything into a fully heartfelt apology to that person then like okay okay so can i tell you how i feel i see what you're saying and i did watch the same scene you watched and they did do that flashback however actions speak louder than words so tom is giving these apologies yet where's the accountability for real he's still doing podcasts, interviews, press. He has his own podcast and he's just kind of talking shittily about Ariana the whole time. He does double like down on that, his point yeah. of view. Yeah, he does continue to double down and that is clearly not the way to put this behind him. Like no one's going to agree with you except that. Well, if, you, if you're making empty I'm sorry's all the time, what the fuck does it mean then? So you did, so I'm sorry, he, we're jumping ahead, but he later says like, everyone says I have crocodile tears or I do this, I do that. But it's like, yeah, dude, that's what I'm seeing as his ex friend, as a friend of a lot of the people on the cast, as someone who was around during this whole scandal situation. And as someone, as a viewer watching this, because I wasn't there, as you guys know, I'm not a cast member of Vanderpump Rules. So I'm watching it as a viewer and I'm seeing him just fuck everything up, to be honest. Right. I hate James. I dislike Tom. But in this moment, I'm like, oh, God, Sandoval, just don't don't be worse than James. He's not. 
but he know. is kind of to some degree perpetuating it without him knowing what he's doing is the way I see it. Yeah. He doesn't realize it. He doesn't have his head wrapped around what his, what he's really doing. He's choosing not to like you're a grown ass man. You're 41 years old. Like, come on, sure. bro. Right. Anywho, anyway, let's just move forward. Yeah, let's move forward. Emo night, right? Ugh, emo night. I was there. It was wonderful. It was sad as fuck in the happiest way. I have this really rad photo that I think Raleigh or Dana took of me holding my sad as fuck balloon. And I'm telling you, watching Katie and Sheena and Ariana, like on the DJ booth, standing up there with the fire extinguisher thingy thing. And we're all like screaming. Oh, it was so much fun. But first, we see, I just want to talk about Sheena's butt with the good as gold. I didn't notice. Are you joking? She had good as gold like letters on her butt, and she was like, I hope these don't fall off. They did, in fact, fall off, and I was standing behind her butt, and I believe we used eyelash glue to get them back on. I was like, someone give me something, because I wasn't obviously allowed to be on camera. I kind of had to pretend I wasn't there when cameras were around, but I was standing behind the girls, and one of her letters started to fall off, and I think I used eyelash glue, and we got those bitches back on. That's she funny. looks so hot. That's so funny. In the spirit of self-care, today's sponsor, OneSkin, is here to help you simplify your skincare regimen. Founded by four PhDs dedicated to skin longevity, OneSkin proves you don't need a complicated routine to achieve better skin. Their topical supplements make it easy to help your skin stay younger and healthier without all the extra steps. The secret? OneSkin's proprietary OS1 peptide. This means healthier, younger-looking skin with fewer lines and wrinkles, reduced age spots, and a stronger natural barrier, something that's especially important for this time of year. Your skin does so much for you. Return the favor with OneSkin. And for a limited time, guys, our listeners will get an exclusive 15% off their first OneSkin purchase using the code DOTI when you check out at oneskin.co. Invest in the health and longevity of your skin with OneSkin. OneSkin believes that the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They create next level skincare. And what I love most about OneSkin is that it's become a part of my daily routine. OneSkin is more than just skincare. It's about skin longevity, targeting the root causes of aging to help you look and feel your best at every age. So get started today with 15% off using the code DOTI at oneskin.co. That's 15% off at oneskin.co with code DOTI. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show. Tell them we sent you. It is time to expect more from your skincare routine. Invest in the health of your skin with OneSkin. So most of you don't know that Luke has a cat named Walter. He does. And he is wonderful, but he can't let us know if he's healthy or not. Pretty Litter translates for us. The coolest thing about Pretty Litter, it changes color to help us monitor early signs of potential illness in his cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Pretty Litter changes color to let you know when your cat has a potential health issue so you can get them help before it becomes an urgent medical situation. That is so important. I love that this is health monitoring litter that won't break the bank. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes 
mess, and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. We never run out of it and don't have a huge container of litter taking up space and stinking up the place. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on his cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Trust me. Go to prettylitter.com slash and use code Doty to save 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash Doty, code Doty, and save 20%. prettylitter.com slash Doty, code Doty. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So it's just flashing back and forth between Emo Night and uh, the party. Sandoval's birthday. And Sandoval's birthday, right. In, in this moment, though, they have James come in, and they're all just like sitting around him with like their head in their hands, like, tell us, tell us about Tom's birthday. And I get it when none of you like Tom Sandoval, but I don't know. Sorry, should I skip past this? I'm getting angry. Um, Whatever. If you want to, I'll just, the only comment I'm going to throw in on that is, in any friend group I have or I have had, I'm not sitting and listening to that kind of petty talk. To be personally honest, in my group of friends, yeah. the people I'm in, I'm in, if I step into a group or I'm sitting there with a group and someone comes in talking that nonsense, not nonsense, but I'm sorry. Just shit talking. Oh my goodness, the shit talk. It's just like, okay, I like get everyone's it. like, oh, James is interesting because Tom's the worst one kind of a thing. Anyway. But I like that Ariana made a point saying that Sandoval surrounds himself with yes people and or people that he pays, which is almost verbatim what I said in either last episode or the episode before, because I agree with her. And I think that that is a huge problem with certain people that were or are my friends of Vanderpump Rules, that it's like when people start disagreeing with you, you start to just surround yourself with yes people, and that's not healthy. Right. Like in life in general. Like, no, you don't want to surround yourself with people who are going to like, be rude to you or be unkind. Those aren't your friends. But I prefer people who are going to tell me the truth. I want people to back me up, of course, and be kind. But like constructive criticism. Tell me how I can be better and love me. Right. Not just like, you're awesome. Fuck that person. Rawr. No. And that's I'll, like, we're adults. Grow up. Right. And I'll tell you, so you get introduced to Kyle Chan in this mm-hmm. scene here. Kyle Chan is awesome. He's a friend I of knew that was affect mine you. and Kristen's. Yeah. And I know for a fact that Kyle Chan is that friend that you just described. He is the one that has set it straight but refuses to shun either side and to be like, I'm not going to completely disavow Sandoval because Sandoval and Ariana have both been nice to him. And Sandoval is his true friend. And if he's mm. in a place of need, he's not going to totally abandon him. And, but he's going to set him straight. And Kyle has told me the things he said to Sandoval. And I have no reason to not to believe that Kyle said the things he said. And it's exactly right. what you were just saying. Right, right, right. So it's just that Kyle's not saying it on camera in that moment. Exactly. Which makes sense. Because if you're not a cast member, honestly, if I were filming a show, like if I were just there and my friend was filming a show, like how does it benefit me to like being that involved? Right. And start like, Throwing elbows, you know what I mean? Exactly. Verbally. So that, thank you for clearing that up. Actually, it's a really good point to make. Because Kyle is a good friend. He's a good, been a good friend to both of us. Mm-hmm. And I think he truly is a good friend. And he was hurt when Ariana drew the hard line. Like, if you won't stop talking to Sandoval, then we can't be friends and I don't want to hear from you. And Kyle was like, that's really hard for me. I can understand his hurt, 
but I do also understand Ariana's boundary. I'm not disagreeing right. that Ariana wants to set boundaries. I'm just on, saying yeah. like for him to, the way he felt. to stand up and be like, I'm going to continue being me and not just choose a side while still agreeing with Ariana that Tom was wrong. The way Tom right. handled it was terrible. He did not do anything right in that situation. He did right. everything wrong. And it's and just an unfortunate circumstance for the three of, for Kyle within the three of their friendships, because I, like I said, I, I see what you're saying and I do love Kyle two pieces. However, I do also agree with Ariana setting hard lines and setting boundaries because that's what she needed to do for herself. And it was healthy within Ariana's like healing. So it's just an unfortunate situation. Yeah. You know absolutely. what I mean? But I thank you for clearing, like, thank you for bringing that up because it wasn't really something I was going to touch on. Right. And it's not something that they showed. So to give True. context to Kyle there, so he doesn't just fall into this pile of hate with everybody. Kyle's a great person. Yeah. And that's where he stood was he will not shun Sandoval being his friend because he made a mistake, not just made a mistake because he really right. fucked up his own relationship. It's not enough for Kyle to be like, fuck you. No, totally. Thank you. No, that's great, babe. So, like you said, we're jumping a lot right now between Sandoval's birthday party versus emo night. And Schwartz tells Tom that he is going to leave and he wants to go to emo night because he, you know, loves Sheena. He wants to go support. And, God, I don't want to... You guys, I, this is just who I am. I it, This episode is very difficult for me because it is so James-heavy. And I can either skip past those parts the way I wanted to skip past, well, the way we did skip past season three of Vanderpump Rules, or we can talk about them. So I'm trying to find a middle ground so you listeners are not pissed off at me for that. Um, but Schwartz says something in his interview, right? Like, me and James are tighter than ever. I've never heard a bigger lie. So Schwartz, I'm calling you out on that. But then back to Emo Night. What made me so happy about this episode is once again, seeing Sheena so joyful. She's stoked. She is having the time of her life. She's screaming her emo and her song and jumping up and down. And just, it just brings me so much joy to see Sheena joyful about entertaining a crowd. And doing exactly what she wants to do. Yeah. Like, fuck what everyone thinks. She doesn't care. And I I really like that about her, especially seeing her now, like, as a mom and as a wife and being in this really great place and then still deciding to do these fun things. So I hope everyone's, like, as stoked as I was. Right. And so, but when Tom Shorts gets there, he doesn't realize he had missed Sheena's set. Sheena's set. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I mean, that's ultimately what I got from that. That's what you got from that. But then we're back at Sandoval's birthday party, and we have Billy Lee with the cake, Tom's most yes person, in my opinion. And Luke, you were possibly going to go to that birthday party. Yes, I was invited to that birthday party. I skipped right past saying that. <laughs> I was invited to Sandoval's birthday party. I very well could have been there. Did um, you stay home while I was at emo night? I did. Okay. I stayed home. Yeah, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of you going to Ariana's house. I brought it up because I communicate everything to Kristen. Yeah. And I she, told you, go if you want to, but you're going to have to right. deal and, with impossible backlash. Well, not just that. You said it's really bad optics. And like mm-hmm. Sandoval and I aren't, I can't say we're tight by any means. He's not your friend. He's like a, a bud. Yeah. It's like a dude you randomly talk to. Like if we see him, you don't text him, you don't call him, we don't. I mean, he's a, another person that I met 
the very first time I ever came to California. The right. first night, the first and day. And Ariana's like actually my good friend. 100%. And we were there with her, for her during. Yes, I've gotten to so, know. Yeah, I didn't think it was a good look. I spent more time with Ariana than I have with Sandoval. Yes. Um, at that time, it just seemed potentially better. I wanna, to and anyway. I just said it's a bad look, and I feel like I have. I always feel like I have to like talk that through, and I don't mean like, oh, everyone's going to think Luke's an asshole, therefore. But I'm like, no, look, you don't really know him. Look, if Tom and I were, and I don't, I was more afraid you were going to like get roped, and I knew they were filming, and you would get like roped up into something. You'd be on camera. You would look like you were like his BFF is really what my concern was. Yeah. Well, it didn't happen. So moving on. Yeah. So Tom does kind of break down and brings up how he does miss Raquel. He misses her. To Billy, nonetheless. To Billy. And I'm going to, I'm going to jump a little forward with something that Sheena had said on her podcast that they air, you know, a bit after this moment. I don't care. And I'll say, I too think that Tom and Billy Lee had a thing. I totally think they did before. I think something has happened. I could be totally wrong, you guys. But I fully agree with Sheena on that. I just think everything about his friendship with Billy is just weird. Or she's just another yes person, possibly, because he's, like, famous and he's on a TV show. And she only lasted a season. Like, I'm not sure. So, essentially, Emo Night wraps up. I don't have anything else to say, but we cut ahead to Katie and Ariana in Ariana's house. Yes, Ariana's like, you know, strangely enough, like happily, I get home and the party was wrapped up and Katie's like, yeah, the house looks kind of clean. Insert poor freaking Anne doing Tom's dishes, cleaning up after Tom. And Ariana's like, do you get paid extra? Or one of them asked, do you get paid extra for that? And she's like, no. Thank God she resigned. Because I too have been thinking about getting an assistant because my ADHD and like there are simple tasks I need help with. I cannot for the life of me imagine asking my assistant to clean up after a party of mine. Like you're a grown ass man. You throw a party, you clean it up. Is it that difficult for 12 people? You had 12 people over. I mean, you can't do your own dishes. I don't know. If someone else is going to do it, I may constitute or like, you know, demand a little extra pay. I have no idea their arrangement on that. But I'd probably throw in a little bonus if it's like, hey, you're going to clean up this whole party. We trash the place. Yeah. Yeah. Throw in a little something. But moving forward, they get IVs. Katie and Ariana get IVs. Babe, have you ever had an IV? Like for being hungover or like being dehydrated? No, but I'm aware. It's really and I've fun. Seeing someone else do it. My comment on that scene though is like, you didn't think they looked hungover at all. Ariana and Katie look so put together, which to is there. awesome. A shout out to my girls for looking oh, awesome the next day. They totally do. <laughs> I, they, they look great. They just don't at all look like they need IVs. The people I've seen that need IVs the next day are like in that drunk state. That they, the next day drunk state, they're, they're like, am I going to live or die? You know, we've all, not maybe we all haven't felt that. But <laughs> no. those of us that have overdone it by drinking, you don't look that good so, when you're getting an IV. Hey, girls. You, Luke thinks you guys looked fantastic. The girls looked great. Yeah, amazing. Far, you guys looked above getting IVs is all I'm saying. And then really the only thing Katie and Ariana discuss in this is like kind of Katie's going to go out with Sheena is Sheena a flip-flopper? Like, kind of how is that going to go? Which sets us up for this later scene of Sheena and Katie. And right before that happens, we have this random quick scene of Lisa and Tom Sandoval at 
pump. So Lisa's closing pump. Sandoval shows up with flowers, says a comment that I think is one of his <laughs> funniest lines. Probably the fun, definitely the funniest line of this whole episode. He says, bringing flowers to Lisa, Lisa. is like bringing sand to the beach. It was good. We both laughed. Hilarious. I thought that was that It was, was like the comic relief because we're sitting here like so uncomfortable for the first however long this has been. No, it was pretty funny. But they, uh, Tom and Lisa start discussing like this mob mentality and how it's affected Sandoval's mental health. Like, Lisa, you don't know. He's screaming at her, number one, which baffled me that she then just screamed back and they had the screaming match. I'm like, are you serious right now? Is this happening? Is that the level that they're on? They they're have just to like, be. I mean, well, they're Tom like doesn't work for her. Co-cast so, members. Like, it's wild. For sure. I mean, they, at this point, the way Lisa's still involved is being a friend in the group. That's, where, so she, that's where she's at. I mean, obviously, she still runs the restaurants and all that stuff still happens. But no one in the main cast works at, any, at the restaurants. So True. it's just the amount of time that they spent working, like developing... It just was wild to me that she was so fine with it. And then in turn, they had that yelling match. But the mob mentality, it frustrated me on a personal level because I've been there on this show. I made a terrible mistake. I did something I very much regret. And all Tom Sandoval wanted to do was create a mob mentality around me 10 years ago when I was 30, not 41 like he is now. 30 years old, which is still very much an adult, you guys. I'm not acting like I was like 21 and I was like a kid kicking it. But I will say my my maturity level was not that of a, a grown-ass like Midwestern 30-year-old. And when he's freaking out about this, I'm just thinking like, dude, you did the exact same thing to me. You made sure that I wasn't comfortable, sir. You made sure everyone hated me. You made sure that I couldn't go on cast trips for years, so it was really frustrating to me that he's now feeling the heat for a mistake that he made, but he's not able and willing to accept the fate that would lie on the other side of that. I accepted that fate and I sat in the mud. So yes, am I taking this personally and I'm crying myself a tiny little bit of a river right now? I am, but it's because we're recapping this fucking episode. You guys, so cut me a break. So it just really frustrated me. And then, of course, when Tom brings up something that is very detrimental regarding suicidal thoughts. That's terrifying. I don't want to hear that from anyone. And I too remember hearing about this back in the Scandal time in the spring of last year. And not only did Sheena reach out to him as she said she did, heartfelt, 100%. I too reached out to him. Ariana reached out to him. And a lot of us text Ariana and said like, you realize we need to reach out to him. We've heard some rumors. This wasn't a secret. We heard some scary things that he was thinking about. He's also not the only one. And I do appreciate at the end of the episode, they said, you know, speaking about suicide, if you need help, reach out. I couldn't agree more. Um, so I really do hate that that's something Tom was thinking about. So when Lisa brought up her brother, Lisa and I obviously weren't close. I did know her brother a bit and... I can't imagine how difficult that was for Lisa to hear that out of Tom's mouth, for Lisa to have to think about her family and what she went through, because I remember how heartbroken and devastated she and her family were. 
This whole part was very dark. However, Lisa then says to Tom, you're not going to think about that anymore. Like, that's not how you feel, like, et cetera. Like, you're not thinking suicidal thoughts. And he kind of didn't answer. And she goes, just say yes. Just say yes. You don't. Like, problem solved? So he goes, yeah. So anyway, it was a very heavy moment. Um, yeah. Very heavy moment. Now we have, now we just jump right to Lala and Ariana shopping. Because what a great next scene. Right. And the only thing that really comes out of that scene, quick scene, is them talking about James's drinking and saying that someone that is currently drinking, giving someone advice, telling them to stop drinking will never really land. Lala says she fully disagrees that if you're if you are someone who drinks, you have no right to tell someone not to drink. And I don't fully agree with that. I completely disagree with it. Yeah. I'm not sober, so I don't know what you know, someone who is sober, who, what they have gone through within their steps and AA and all of the work that Lala has done. But as someone who has been very much affected by a, a drunk, abusive person, I, I stand by the fact that I can say that person shouldn't fucking drink. Sure. I have very close, so. I have very close friends that I've been very close to for my whole life, essentially. And yeah. alcohol has ruined their life. Yeah. Alcohol has never had an effect on my life in that way, really whatsoever. Right. And the fact that I enjoy a couple of drinks, I don't get out of control. It doesn't command my life. Yet, for someone to tell me that I can't advise someone that alcohol is ruining their life or right. is making them somebody that is destructive or self-destructive or these things, to be able to say those things, to be able to witness and be, you know, a party to, to see that yeah. happening. Someone to tell me I couldn't tell a close friend of mine that that is a family life, member, a family member, a spouse. Yes. No, I no. totally agree with you. And Absolutely I didn't. Not. So I'm not, I want to say to anyone listening who is sober and has gone through the steps, the rehab, all of that, I don't know what that's like, but as someone who has been affected very deeply by someone with an alcohol problem, both Luke and I in our lives, I do have the fucking right to say how I feel. Because that person's drinking problem doesn't affect just them. Correct. It gets pushed onto other people. Yeah. And that right there gives the people that are being affected by that person's drinking the right to tell them that that is a problem. Agreed. So Lala, you're wrong. Yep. Period. Next. Next. This episode is so heavy, guys. Okay. Ooh, let's breathe. So now we have, oh, Katie and Sheena. They go out and have cute mocktails. They have a moment. This is a pretty, like, short scene. But... It was interesting. I mean, I like that first they kind of like touch on Katie was going on a date with the guy from the 27s, which I totally didn't know about Katie Maloney. Good for you. But I did like what Sheena was saying to Katie about that she is understanding to create boundaries because Sheena and I bond it's like a trauma bond almost that we're both people pleasers and it's hard for us at times to not be wishy-washy. Like I'm more of a bitch than Sheena, but it is difficult at times to not be like, well, I see this person's side. I see this person's side. And Sheena was just trying to explain that she really is starting to create boundaries because she's very happy in her life, you know, with her husband, with her daughter. And she really is like starting to know better, if you will. And I, I was just really proud of her in that moment because it's not an easy thing to say or do and to say with conviction when you're a people pleaser naturally so I just thought it was a especially Luke you don't know because you haven't seen all of the seasons but I think 
for Vanderpump Rules viewers that have seen Sheena throughout the last 12 plus years, they know that this has been like an ongoing thing for Sheena. So I just, I was very proud in that moment to be her friend and for her to say the words she was saying. For the next scene, so it's Schwartz and Lisa on the next scene. And yeah. Schwartz brings up his brother. Bert, yeah. I feel weird discussing Bert at all. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to dive into it, but I do. I really love the triplets is all I'm going to say, and I love Bert very much. Yeah, we don't have to dive into it very much, but I feel for Schwartz having a brother with some issues. Uh, says his brother has been diagnosed with cirrhosis, which is, you know, typically, if it's at a young age, is brought on from excessive drinking. And it had to be so difficult to film about. I bet he didn't yeah. even want to. Oh, man, it has to be so hard. I can't even imagine, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then Lisa asks, also asks about Schwartz and Sandy's, mm-hmm. and Schwartz says he just didn't see the fallout, fallout happening in the way it did affecting their business as much as it did with people quitting with all the hate, with the negative reviews, et cetera, et cetera. Like the scandal effects really hurt the business that Schwartz has a major part in. Mm-hmm. And why would I'm asking this not because I expect an answer, but why in the actual hell would Lisa ask Tom Schwartz of all people to get the gang back together again? Cause he's going to say yes, I guess. I was yeah. sitting there watching it going, who is a better person to ask? I actually couldn't Look, think of one. The only person I think that Lisa could have asked that could have taken on the task and possibly convinced people, to be honest, would have been Lala. But Lala would never be that dumb to be like, hey, Ariana, I'm going to invite Sandoval too. So who's the only person that would also invite Sandoval? Look, so- someone has to put the effort in to try to pull them back together. I understand. And Schwartz is the only person that is kind of the go-between. He's putting in the effort to try to get Ariana to not just completely shun him and to... But that's all it's going to do is make Ariana go, are you a fucking moron? You're going to ask me? Like, that's what I would do. Sure. So I just felt bad for Tom, honestly. Schwartz. I felt so bad for him in this moment. I'm like, oh, God, he's going to go through with this. Lisa has asked him. He's going to do it, and he's going to get shit on. I get where he's coming from, though, being (laughs) told, like, (laughs) no, being told, like, just invite everybody. Look, just because everyone's in the same room doesn't mean everyone has to be around each other. Trust me, there are people I truly don't like, people I despise, but I could be in the same room. As but them. it's a cast trip, okay? Sure. Yeah. I mean, sorry to break the fourth wall for once, but it's a damn cast trip. And they're like, just get everyone there. It'll be way more interesting. But I'm just saying, being in Schwartz's position, he had to have known he's going to sit down at Sir with this group of people and go, hey, Ariana, I'm going to invite you. And uh, also, yeah, I'm going to invite Tom too. He's going to get shit on. He's totally. totally screwed. Totally. So now we're at Sir. We're at Sir for see you next Tuesday. Cunt. That's what that stands for, (laughs) just like the DJ. But this bothered me to start is that Tom comes in, Schwartz, and sits down with, it's like Ali, Lala, Ariana, Katie, Sheena. I think Brock was there as well, right? Yeah. It was just a lot of people. So the whole crew is there, and Schwartz sits down and is like, oh, hey, guys, blah, blah, blah. And Lala is like, oh, are you just, something along the lines of like, are you just here or were you invited? Like invited to Sir? It's fucking sir, dude. 
I don't think I don't know why a... that bothered me so much, but it did. I'm like, no one has to be invited to Sir. Like, I feel like I was basically born there at this moment. I never had to be invited there. Like, what are you talking about? I, I don't think See You Next Tuesday has a list that you have to be on to get in. <laughs> um, anyway. There's a yeah. bouncer with a list, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, they're going to pay people to go, let's be honest. So, Sorry, really quickly. Then they talked, Lala brought up California Sober and all the like ways of sober you can be. And I've never agreed with her more because I am so tired of the like, I'm a this sober, I'm a that sober. I'm not a sober person, but I have a lot of sober friends. And you're sober or you're not. And that's right. the way my sober friends work. And it's like, oh, well, I smoke weed or I only do mushrooms or I only do blow or whatever it is. Dude, you're not sober just because you don't drink. You just don't drink. Right. I could, yeah. You, you and get I can up, you see get how alcohol. that would have, like, right. I don't know if Lala was upset in the moment, but I can see why it made her speak up on it because she's worked very hard for years on her sobriety, and that's something she should be very proud of. So when people throw that term around, I too get like irritated. That makes so. sense. So see you next Tuesday is what? Uh, does James have a DJ name? DJ Beats? Women, allegedly? <laughs> it's not alleged. Not allegedly. That's exactly well, right. I mean, I got uh, it. Mean, exactly it's all over right. the news. I don't know. It's just tabloids I've been reading. I don't know what people are no, saying. It's Actually, not I, do, I do know what people are saying. We'll talk but, about it soon. Uh, oh, wait. Let's talk about when Katie and Ariana walked up. <laughs> switching gears. Like switching Andy gears. Cohen right yeah, now. Katie and Ariana arrive. With paparazzi. There was paparazzi flashes. That's a first on Vanderpump Rules. Is it? I don't recall ever seeing paparazzi being aired on Vanderpump Rules. Okay, so I do quick... like breaking that fourth wall. There's flashes in their face. Right. Who's doing that? Right. That's fair. That's not an iPhone camera. Yeah. So I like that they broke the fourth wall and showed like people were like, oh shit, Katie and Ariana are sir. Wow. It's rad. Schwartz very shortly after that introduces this trip idea to the group and starts to take the flack that we just referenced. Yeah. And, but essentially he like brought it up and James is the one who like jumped right in and was like, no dude, blah, 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 Well, like, dude, it's not your trip. I feel like the only person as a friend to the group, but also as a previous cast member that would get to really speak on that would be like Ariana or like people defending Ariana. Like who else is going to be that mad about Schwartz inviting people on the trip, Right. It should right. be in Ariana's defense only. Otherwise, what are you bitching about? Well, I'm no, just so irritated with this episode. That he was the one that was betrayed the most, apparently, in this situation, which, uh, let's just skip past that. Sandoval and Kyle Chan arrive, and they sit off by themselves. Yes, they're sitting in the kimono room super awkwardly. So if you've been to Sir, they're all on the patio. They're in the kimono room. Pretty much you can kind of see where they're sitting from where you're sitting. It's awkward. Right. Um, and Tom's basically saying to Kyle, I know it's really hard to be my friend. I know it, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's hard to be here. Um, I'm just waiting for someone to, he says something like, I'm waiting for someone to spill a drink on me on accident, but like on purpose. And I do remember how that felt. And that is why after my mistake 10 years ago, I stayed away from Sir for a minute. Give the people some space, bro. Give them some space. But if you have a call time, you have a call time. Yes. Seriously, though. And then, you know, there's a server that doesn't even get a banner. I, I'm not sure 
Kristen, you said you know who he is. I don't know, but he comes and feels he like doesn't he doesn't even get a banner. He doesn't even get a banner. I don't know. Some guy comes up to give Schwartz, or not Schwartz, to give Sandoval a piece of his mind. I, I kind of feel like there should have been some context there, being like a viewer that hasn't seen every single season. Mm-hmm. Kristen, you said he's been, was around a few seasons back. I don't know. I don't know who he is. I don't know why he it got It was just very time. random, it was random for him to be that involved in why, the moment. Why did he get to walk up and then give Sandoval this piece of his mind without any acknowledgement of who and he And then is? hug Sandoval and hug Kyle. Right. It was confusing to me. It was. No, I agree. They cut back to Schwartz talking to everyone about this trip to Lake Tahoe and saying he really just thinks, you know, you don't have to stay with this person. You can stay in different places. Sandoval, I'm inviting everybody. He's kept saying, I'm inviting everybody. I'm not excluding anybody. And so clearly that includes Sandoval. Yeah. And then it was like Ariana versus Tom Schwartz. And Ariana really, what I love about her so much and I and I always have even in the moments she and I weren't friends is that she always kind of just has it together like she doesn't really pop off she like is poised right in her telling off of people and I'm watching and then I see Schwartz kind of pop off at her for a second then apologize and like be meek and all I felt was scared that my note literally says Tom Schwartz versus Ariana equals me scared <laughs> I would have cringed. I probably would have crawled under the table, like ran to the bathroom and just, or hid in the back alley. I wanted no part of that. I just wanted to be like, Schwartz, stop, please stop, please stop, please stop. Don't do this. Don't do it. Oh man. And then he's like, I'm sorry I said that. I'm sorry I said that. Because I know Schwartz is like wanting to speak his piece, but like, dude, yikes. He does clap back when Ariana does speak up for the group. That's what I mean though. And then he was like, I know I'm sorry I said that. I'm sorry I said that. No, he says... (laughs) do you think you're the queen of the group? Like, but then he apologized right after. Sure he does, but we can't skip over him making okay. the comment saying, Tom's like, you can't just speak for everybody. What do you think? You're the queen of the group? Oh, that's why the episode's named That's why it's named that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That went right over my head, dude. Good call. <laughs> I don't think Ariana thinks she's the queen of the group. I think people are naturally just going, this is what's right and this is what's wrong. And this is the way I feel. You know what I mean? Yeah, Truly. well, no one no one defended Schwartz. No one stood right. up against Ariana. So I think at this moment, she did speak accurately for the group that was there. Only thing I will say is it was a split second, less than one second. I caught Brock's eye, and he kind of made a, weird, like a certain face when Schwartz said, you're not the queen of the group. You can't just speak for everybody. It's a quick cut. And if you look yeah. back... Brock makes kind of a weird face, like kind of agreeing, like, hey, you can't speak for me. Can't mm-hmm. s- and, that, and that's what I took from it. They didn't, you know, elaborate, elaborate. on They didn't elaborate on that at all. But I did see I did see that. I would believe that because that's something I really love about Brock and something I've really loved about being friends with Brock is that he does speak for himself and only for himself. I think that's really well, Brock's close. always Brock. That's the I know. biggest he's reason I love Brock. Brock. No matter is, what friend group Brock is in, he's just Brock. 100% Brock is Brock. 100% of the Totally time. fucking agree with you. And we've said this on on the last season Multiple that we times. recapped. Totally. I love him. He's always the same guy. So then we have Sheena awkwardly walking through the kimono room to go to the bathroom, which is truly on the way to, to the other bathroom, and walks by Sandoval. And there's... This weird moment, they end up going into the back alley because why the fuck not? Back alley is where shit goes down. And then Tom 
opens with this awkward, you look like you rode in on Shania Twain's motorcycle. And Sheena just goes, thank you. <laughs> that was maybe my favorite moment. Sheena saying thank you, I mean. Oh, totally. Maybe my favorite moment of the whole episode. Totally. That's the com- comedic relief that we all want. <laughs> she was just like, keeps us watching. Yeah. 100%. Like, no expression on her face. She didn't do the little perk Sheena fake smile. She just goes, thank you. <laughs> Fucking epic, dude. Fucking epic. With the sunglasses on. Kourtney Kardashian. Love it all. And they, they get into this heartfelt conversation, clearly, about... I know this is really touches you, Chris, and you know yeah. Ali very well. They talk about Ali. And the conversation, uh, you know, Sandoval kind of tries to take over, and he really pleads his case. Some parts, I get where he's coming from. Some parts, he just needs to cont- just take it on the chin and try to move on and stop defending yourself. And Sheena essentially well, and Tom, puts him in his place. Well, Tom says something along the lines of, like, did you reach out just to say you reached out? Right. And that really irritated me because... That's not Sheena. Like, Sheena does have a really big heart. She might do a... Sheena, I love you. But she does do shit for attention. She does like to be acknowledged. But when Sheena reaches out about something detrimental, it's because she actually cares and it's eating away at her and she's thinking about it. Right. Huge fucking heart. And not only did Sheena reach out, I reached out during that time because we did hear that Tom was far worse in his mental state than we had realized. Ariana reached out. All of us reached out and said, are you okay? Right. And Multiple times. And and, we never got a text back. And Sheena points out that essentially Sandoval blocked everybody Mm -hmm. that even potentially maybe right after they reached out, which is. So I didn't like that. He said that to Sheena, like, Oh, did you reach out just to say you did it? No, she, that's not fair. So that yeah. just really bothered me. Right. It's, it's not like the way Lala reached out to you after the miscarriage, which was clearly just to say she did because mm-hmm. of the way she followed up with uh, what's going on right now. So Lala did with that. Sheena, I don't believe she would have done it in that way, mm-hmm. but moving but it, on. It, well, it kind of ends to, I mean, there's a lot more, there's like a narcissist argument. I don't even want to get into, but at the very end of it all, Tom, starts deflecting again and being like, well, then why are you even involved? Like, it's not your business. He goes back to that deflection of it's not your business. And this is where I fucking bow down and I'm calling Sheena the queen of this episode for not only the funny thank you about the Shania Twain thing, but Sheena goes, when my character is questioned, yes, like I'm getting involved. 100%. And that I makes cannot it your business. Fucking, 100% it does. I think that's very closely relates to what essentially Lala is saying that it can't be someone, you can't tell someone to stop drinking if you are currently drinking. It's like, okay, so you're saying if this person's actions affect someone else, they don't have anything, they can't have anything to say about it. And Sheena's specifically saying, you know what, this, you're calling out my character. Okay, this event didn't have anything to do with me necessarily. I reached out because I do care. And you're calling my character into question. Yes, now I'm involved. Hundred percent. I have something to say here. Yeah, and I sh- and I have a right to have something to say here. Yeah, she's she's been dragged into it a million times. Hundred like, percent. Yeah. Every time we said hundred percent, you guys should drink. By the way, hundo. We're feeling our hundo feelings. <gasps> this is a frustrating episode to watch. <sighs> also, because we're in Hawaii and it just wasn't super fun and entertaining it was a bit dark for me but yes we owe this to you guys i know you want to hear the recaps 
we do this for you. Totally. And you know, I, I don't, I'm a, we're both aware of the negativity that has we're been brought. projecting. <laughs> yeah, we're projecting in this episode specifically, and we don't want to continue that down the road. We're going to have some very enthusiastic guests as well on these recaps. Some people that are really diehard fans that are going to bring some more excitement and everything to these yeah, episodes. Yeah, so let's be honest, Luke. So this is why, guys. Luke just filmed his first season of reality television. We both just filmed a season of reality television. So there are things Luke is seeing differently that I've seen for many years and it's it is a little bit harder for us to watch this in current time and do it together where when we have a ryan bailey on like an adam on like it, it it's more helpful we have other guests as well that i know everyone will love and chris and you know i just want to acknowledge it so everyone doesn't think we aren't aware of this being that we sound like assholes. That we sound like assholes, and this is really kind of negative. We want it to be a better, a good experience for everyone. That we want people to enjoy these recaps and everything, and not just feel like we're just picking people apart and hating on everyone. But it That's- was a dark episode. It's hard to not pick this apart. But also remember too, like these are my real friends, our real friends. Right. So it does get difficult, but exactly. thank you for sticking with us. And we're going to try not to be negative Nancy's Patrice, the period monster is gone as of today. And from here on out, we'll be positive Polly's. Wow. That was a lot of alliteration. Positive Polly's. <laughs> All right. Well, there we are. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Email us, comment, obviously subscribe if you haven't already. DM us, email us, do all the stuff. I said email twice, but we do read your emails and we love you so much. And we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening, everyone. Love you. Mahalo. Make sure to follow us on social media. You can follow me on all platforms at Kristen Doty and follow Luke on Instagram at Luke double underscore Broderick. Be sure to click the subscribe button so you can stay up to date with new episodes every single Wednesday. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.